Richard Slerman, where we talk to people who give a shit about advertising. I am your host, Francisco Cárdenas, and on this special edition podcast, Pete Lerma, our founder and CEO, has partnered once again with SMU's Temerlin Advertising Institute. On this episode, he sat down with current advertising student Susan Slayton to interview alumnus Katie Leonard, a digital brand manager who works on the global training category at Nike. Let's take a listen. Well, hello, this is Pete Larma, and I'm here with Katie Leonard. And I'm Susan Slayton. We are excited. Katie is an SMU alum. She has been at Nike for the last three years. She spent seven years before that uh, in advertising agency roles, and she graduated from SMU with a BA in advertising in 2009. So, Katie, thanks for joining us. No problem. Excited to be back on campus. And uh, we will get right into this. So having come from SMU and working at Nike, Nike is one of the greatest companies, uh, for sure one of the greatest brands in the world. What has it been like in terms of what you learned at SMU and do you feel like that distinguished you in that kind of culture, in that employee base? Yeah, I mean I think definitely. I, I love working at Nike and I think some of the skills um, that I learned at SMU through classes and in group projects um, really helped kind of set me up for success. Working in group projects, especially on the campaign side of things, helps you learn how to work A, with different people, um, everyone's bringing different rules of thought, schools of thought together, and I think that helps set up for a more diverse uh, way of thinking and getting better campaign marketing there. So that's something that I've taken through, not only in agencies, but um, working at Nike, we, it's all group projects, right? So you're working with people um, different functions, different backgrounds, different careers before they got to Nike and really taking all of that and putting together something really special. So yeah, I look very fondly upon the time that I had had here. So one of your other bits of experience uh, at SMU was you were an athlete here. You were a soccer player. I was. Um, and the SMU women's soccer team is doing really well. So yeah. that has to be exciting for you right now. Definitely. Definitely still follow. So they are doing very well. Yes. Do you, is it nostalgic to see them compete? Yeah, yeah. no, I love, um, I like a lot of their things on, on social media, so it's really fun to see that they're, they're doing well. I think, you know, when I was here, um, we were top 15 in the country, not to toot my own horn, but, um, <laughs> and then we went through some years of transition, um, but I think they've definitely, you know, risen, risen to the challenge, and over the last couple of years, it's been really fun to watch, so... I'm um, wishing them luck. I know they're playing, I think, maybe today in Memphis for, for the conference tournament. Yeah, I love being back on campus, walking to the field, spent spent almost as many hours <laughs> on that field um, that I did in, in classrooms for, for advertising, so it's cool. So you've been at Nike World Headquarters for over three years now. What's the culture like working on the Nike campus? Yeah, again, um, I absolutely love it. I think I'm going to be a lifer, as we say. But, you know, I really equate it to most people that I talk to that um, it's it's a college campus for adults. You know, now I'm getting paid to work on, on group projects instead of grades. And it's really fun just to be surrounded by people that, you know, want to make the world better through sports um, and really care about 
not only you know the environment but the products that we're putting out there and how we're we're leaving the world a better place so i i love it so one of the things that occurs to me about nike i think of it as a really progressive company and we talked about the culture there and i always think about diversity and inclusion and i have to believe that nike is one of the most advanced in kind of applying diversity and inclusion into their business. Um, but I've heard from other uh, folks at Nike that that's still a work in progress. Everything from uh, employee resource groups to pay equality and things like that. Tell me about kind of your experience on that side of the Nike culture. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think Working at any big company, there's obviously going to be shifts and, and transformations and um, things that we learn as we get bigger. Um, you know, inclusion and diversity has always been a pillar of the company since it was started um, back in the 80s. But, you know, one thing that I love walking on campus is, is hearing different accents from all over the world and seeing people that don't necessarily look exactly like me. I know diversity and inclusion is incredibly important for the company just because we don't want one way of thinking. Again, it's really about bringing different schools of thought and experiences um, on campus, and that's what, how you're gonna get your best work. I think there've been shifts in terms of pay equality and, and putting more women in leadership roles. So I know that that's something that Nike's really, you know, put a, a stamp on in kind of the last couple of years to make sure that we are leading the pack in, in terms of that. So. For me, as being a female and um, working at the company, it's really encouraging um, not only to see female leaders um, in, in senior roles, but to know that someday I can get there as well. I think that's great. I, beyond the, the product, the brand, those, those kinds of um, qualities in a brand uh, are important to me, and I think it's great. Yeah. Yes. So I'm a senior here at SMU, and I wanted to ask you, because you've had such great experience in Nike. What advice would you have for advertising students that are about to graduate? I would probably say there isn't one path to get to Nike. So, you know, I was, I was talking to these guys earlier and one thing that really struck me um, during kind of my onboarding, you know, I, I would be considered maybe a quintessential Nike employee. I was, you know, Division One athlete. I'm from Portland, Oregon, grew up with it in my backyard. But when I went through kind of my onboarding week, I met people that built stages, um, on Broadway for plays. You know, I met, met people that um, came from NASA. So you you definitely, I think it, it's important to remember that you don't have to come just one straight path, you know, from school exactly to Nike. One of the things that I, advice I was given was to go out and get some experience so I could then bring that to Nike and not come straight out of school. Um, I definitely think it's very important to, and hopefully your, your teachers are, teaching you guys this, but um, keep track of, of people that you meet and contacts because those people will always help you in your career. Nike is a very, very um, kind of friendly and who you know will help get you further in your career type of company. Um, so you want to cultivate those relationships and, and make sure that you're continuing to talk to people throughout, throughout your career. It doesn't matter what company you're at, but if Nike is kind of your end goal, make sure you keep up with those contacts. That's great advice. Thank you. And you said that many people have different paths to get to Nike. What did you find was the greatest um, challenge switching from an agency to a brand such as Nike? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I think one of the probably challenges was at an agency, you usually work on one project, right, that you're given by the client. So for a short, for a period of time, you're really focused on kind of one thing. 
Um, whereas in my current role, I'm working on multiple seasons at a time. So working on three to four seasons that are upcoming. So you have to juggle a lot more dates and gates in your mind, um, but you also get to work on a variety of things. Whereas sometimes at an agency, you're, you're solely focused on a particular campaign. You know, navigating a, a larger matrix, as we call it, is an also kind of an interesting um, thing to learn. I think at agencies, you know, you have various departments, right? So strat planning, account executives, creative, et cetera. Um, we have a lot of that in Nike as well, and just layers of kind of functions and understanding who you need to work with at what periods, periods of time in the projects can be a bit of a learning curve, but yeah, I think, think I'm getting the hang of it. And um, we talked about this in Portland, but we have to ask, and we are dying to hear the full story. What happened on your first day on the job at Nike? Yeah, so wasn't exactly my first day, but I think about three weeks in, I was leaving the parking garage and a very important man who we may name later, um, walked out very briskly out of Mia Hamm, um, which is the building where his office is, um, and kind of jetted across my car and accidentally may have almost hit uh, the founder of Nike. So that was a bit of a jarring experience. <laughs> I, my Fair life sweet. kind of flashed in front of my eyes. I was thinking I'm going to have to go into witness protection program. My family's going to have to move. But thankfully, I just kind of scooted down in my seat, um, let him pass, and sun up a little prayer that that <laughs> did not happen. Yeah, put your shades on. Yep, yep. I actually, you know, we still, it's really nice. Um, Phil Knight still is on campus um, a couple times a month, and so I say hi to him whenever he's there. He doesn't know me, obviously, but um, it makes me smile a little bit. Oh, he nice. might. He might. I, <laughs> I still think, thank goodness, you know, that that... Um, my life just did not go that way. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Is is there a project in your tenure at Nike that is maybe a highlight? Or uh, and So you work in the area of digital marketing, specifically with training. Yep. Um, a highlight there that you would want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, so I've been on the training category for about a year now, and can't tell you guys too much, but we have a brand new training shoe and a brand new franchise coming out in the market um, in January. So that's something I've been working on for the past year. Um, and it's been really exciting to you know, work with our different geographies on how we're bringing this project to life, um, or bringing this product um, to market out, out in the world. So I think that would probably be a highlight if you guys um, check Nike in a little bit, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Awesome. Now, you said geographies, and yeah. I think for a lot of us, when we think about geography, we think about the U.S., but you're talking about global. Yeah, so I work um, I work for, I'm on the global team, the global category team, but within, we, we call them territories, and we have different geos um, within each of our various countries. So, you know, we work a lot with, with Europe. That's one of our biggest markets. We work with Asia, obviously, etc. And so our job at Global is to really create the strategy. And then we all know here that the work is really done at the localized level, at the territory level. So we provide the strategy and work with our, our geo partners um, to make sure that we're all aligned on how we want the product to come to market. And then they're the ones that execute because they're closest to the consumers on the ground. So they're the ones that execute these plans. And maybe China's marketing campaign is obviously going to be different than what Europe's 
marketing campaign is. And within Europe, you know, we have how many markets there, right? And how many languages and that kind of thing. So um, it's, it's really fun. It's very complex, but it's awesome to see again, like when this product comes to market, it's great to, to understand how it all came to life. That sounds amazing. So, uh, well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for sharing all of that. Congratulations on your success. And we look forward to hearing more about you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm glad you didn't hit Bill Knight with your car. Yes, thank you. So am I. <laughs> that was a close one. Hitting Phil Knight with your car would have been a career changer. This was yet another episode of Loud and Clear in its second season. We hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as we did in an effort to demystify an industry that is on the midst of reinventing itself. Katie is definitely one that is championing the change in advertising and how brands talk to consumers. Please do not forget to comment and subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iCard, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can get in touch with Pete in any of his social media channels. He's built a pretty solid digital ecosystem, but you can just go ahead and Google it. This has been Loud and Clear. Until next time.